All right. Welcome to the Noah Elias podcast, creative strategies to help you live on purpose. I am so excited about my guest today. Shay Bynes is in the house. Shay, how are you doing? I am doing great. Even better hanging out here with you today, Noah. So thanks for having me. <laughs> hey, um, I'm going to give you guys a little bit of context before I go into the um, bio of Shay and read that out to you. But it is so exciting for me because Shay and I are going to go into our story of how we met. But I'm just going to I'm going to tell you how I first encountered Shay Bynes was through her book, which you're going to hear about today. And this book, Grace Over Grind, was so disruptive in my life. It's like it's like you're on a mission and you're flying and you get to change the coordinates of your flight pattern. And it's going to give you way better outcomes in terms of your destination. And Grace Over Grind, that book disrupted me so much. I said, Lord, if there's ever the opportunity that I'm able to hook up with Shea Bynes to actually talk or meet this woman, I will be so stoked. And, you know, lo and behold, that took place through a mutual friend. The next thing I knew, I was actually on the call and I'm like, Shay, like I was screaming through the phone. I was so pumped. So I'm just so excited to be here. This is such a dream come true. We've got a ton of stuff to unpack. But uh, Shay, I just wanted to say welcome and uh, welcome to our community. Uh, we're here to to help others live on purpose, using their creativity as a mission. And um, yes. and I know that's what you're all about. So that's why you light me up so much. So thanks so much for being here. I'm so glad to be here. And I'm so glad that everything worked out. We have been divinely orchestrated to be friends. <laughs> that's right. That's right. We, uh, for those of you that don't know Shay, have not met her yet, let me tell you a little bit about her. Shay Bynes is a passionate storyteller, mentor, and strategist who equips leaders to be catalysts for transformation in the marketplace. Hey, she's known as a chief fire igniter. What a great title. Uh, Shay co-founded the Kingdom Driven Entrepreneur Movement in 2012, and her most popular book, Grace Over Grind, How Grace Will Take Your Business Where Grinding Can't, is shifting the way that people live, work, and engage the world around them. Whether she is sharing on platforms publicly or consulting privately, you can expect Shay to deliver an abundance of truth with love, grace, and contagious joy. And that, I can tell you for sure, since knowing her over these last few years, that is absolutely truth. Um, had an opportunity to go down and visit her and Phil. Uh, we have one thing majorly in common in that we love great barbecue. And we had some wow. great, great barbecue at Four Rivers, and we had a great time. <laughs> But uh, Shay, I, I would love to. I would love to hear a little bit of the background, um, just your story and the context of what even spurred you to write and inspire you to write such a book. But I think it'll really help everybody listening and watching as to you know what got you to this point that made you. Um, I, I call them life crucibles. Those are those refining moments that reveal the yes. truth and like extract the best of who we are um, from those time periods. But would you, would you share with us how that all sure. came about? Absolutely. So growing up, I was pretty uh, performance-driven and very oriented for achievement. So <laughs> good student. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't say I was a super people pleaser, but I, it, was, it was really more a competition with myself. You know, I just wanted to achieve. I wanted to perform. That's always been in me, you know. And, and there's a healthy aspect of that. But when it comes to... Um, you know, setting goals and crushing goals and doing all the things. I mean, that was my whole culture. And so when I left college and started my corporate career, it was 
I'm, I'm, I'm hustling hard on the job, but then I want to do business. So I've got hustle hard and be on team. No sleep over here. Right. Just going to do all the things because I was just so oriented towards achievement. So, mm. I, and so basically, and in fact, you know, what? this is so funny, Noah, just the mm. other day I saw in my Facebook memories that I'd put, I'm, I'm officially back to the grind. Like literally I said that 13 years ago on Facebook. It wow. came up in my memories the other day. And I laughed and I reposted and I said, if anyone knows even a little bit about me, you know why this is funny and why I thank God for my deliverance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So basically that was the culture. And, you know, when you think about it, even the entrepreneurship culture, this may be a little bit less now, but it was very much, you know, be on team, no sleep. You know, you'll work, you'll sleep when you're dead, you know, just yeah. hustle hard and make all the things happen. And so that kind of when I started in business, it kind of fit in my personality a bit, you know? So right. the moment of just, I think you called, did you call it a crucible moment? Is that, is that what you call oh, it? Oh, yeah. Noah? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Here's what happened. What happened is I encountered, I had a series of encounters with God that shifted the trajectory of my life forever. Uh, mm. The first of which happened when I was in my corporate job doing business on the side I would talk to God every January and say, you know, these are my goals, Lord, you know, please bless them. <laughs> I would just ask for his, right. his favor on my goals in which I hadn't even had a conversation with him about or hadn't even sought him about, you know, those things. I just kind of had my own thing going. Mm -hmm. And that particular year, Noah, I had this thought as I was asking God to bless my plans that I had not even talked to him about. I heard this thought, which was, you're going to leave your job by June of 2010. And this was in January of 2009. And when I heard that, I knew it wasn't me because that wasn't part of my dreams. That wasn't part of my strategy or anything. So I knew I was like, I think that I'm pretty sure that was a God thought. Like this is God yeah. speaking to my heart about something. So I wrote it down and I ended up after, I ended up after a, another God encounter leaving my corporate job. So now I'm full-time entrepreneur going in 2010 and I still got a little grind in me. You know, mm -hmm. and then he calls me into doing something called kingdom driven entrepreneur, doing business in partnership with him. But I still have a little grind culture left in me. Right. <laughs> so maybe six months after starting kingdom driven entrepreneur. I was at church and our pastor did a message on Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 through 30. Now, these are the oh, scriptures yeah. commonly known by most when Jesus is saying, come to me, all of those who are weary and heavy laden, I will give you rest. He talks later about how his yoke is easy and his burden is light. It's that group of scriptures. But this yeah. particular day, I heard it in the message Bible. That's the one that he quoted from that Sunday. And it says, hmm. are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me, get away with me and you will recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me, work with me, watch how I do it. Learn the unforced hmm. rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you, keep company with me and you will learn mm. to live freely and lightly. And mm. Noah, when I heard that, it was like everything in me said, yes, yes, I know that's the way I'm called to live. I want that. Show me that. I need to live that. I need yep. to move from doing things for God. I'm here doing business for your glory to I'm doing business with your presence, you yep. know, yep. by your mm -hmm. grace and at your pace, all of the good stuff. And so that began the journey. So that was, I guess, over, I guess, however, that was in 2013 that that happened. Mm. And so I just began walking it out and growing in it and growing in it and growing in it and sharing the journey as I went along with those in the Kingdom Driven Entrepreneur community. And eventually, some years later, it became the book, yeah. the first version of the book that you wrote, that you read. And yeah, then yeah. more recently, a fifth anniversary edition of that same book. Unbelievable. What did you... Um...
if you were to kind of summarize grace over grind is perfect for the person that let's, let's talk about some symptoms. Yeah. 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 So this is good. This is interesting because I get a lot of people who think it's only for one thing and they're about to learn something. So mm. <laughs> <laughs> when you talk about the grind, we talk about a grind. Yeah. A lot of people think, and it is this, a lot of people think, Oh, it means that I'm working so many hours. Like I just don't know how to quit. I just, I'm always working. Yeah. That's one aspect of the grind. Other aspects of the grind are, do you have financial anxiety quite a bit? You're always overly consumed by what's coming in, what's going out. I'm not talking about a healthy, a healthy focus on your numbers as a business owner. I'm talking about anxiety, concern, yeah. you know, yeah. on, a, on an ongoing basis. Do you have a problem being decisive? Because it's like the things churn in your mind. I call it the mind grind over and over and over yeah. and over again. You're stuck. It's like anal you get to a point of analysis paralysis. Um, maybe it's prayerlessness and I don't mean you never pray, but your prayers might be super rushed or just kind of on the way to, on the way to this yeah. thing. It's like, it's, there's not, there's not that it's almost become a rote routine, you know, a rote thing, a routine, as opposed mm -hmm. to an actual outflow of your relationship with God mm. an ongoing yeah. conversation. Right. So there's a lot of things that come up. The mind grind gets a lot of people, Noah, and the financial anxiety gets a lot of people. And the other thing that gets a lot of people is when I say it's not just about the number of hours work. Some people are, they're up late and always working because they're like, I, there is anxiety. Like I have to make it happen. But I said, right. but what about the folks who are so, they're so driven by the passion behind their work that it doesn't feel like work. And so they're always right. working. That's grinding too. Cause you're still mm -hmm. working primarily in your own strength. And so the mm. grind even defined by Merriam Webster these days is excessive hard work. Yeah. Probably one of the most profound game-changing aspects of Grace Over Grind when I read, and I, I actually listened to the audiobook because I was on a long drive. And I, I think I listened to it back to back on repeat a few days. Like I just kept, I just had to get it ingrained because it's a deprogramming of cognitive like ruts. And you've heard a lot of psychological, um, uh, psychologists talk about this where the mind actually will just get into a rut and it'll grind into that rut yes. and it's hard to get out of it. Yes. Um, Craig Rochelle even talks about this idea of, of, of designing trenches of truth and like giving yourself a trench of truth to bring that truth in to smooth out that, that rut. And one of the, one of the truths and one of the statements that you, you put in grace over grind for me was this one. And I really want you to unpack this one because this, I, my life hinges on this one. Yes. Um, whatever you self promote, you will be required to self sustain. And whatever God invites you and promotes you to, he provides you the grace sufficient to sustain it. I'm like, we can just end the show on that dude. <laughs> Bing, mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> what you grind to create you have to sustain all by yourself yeah 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 come on yes yes and it's unpack true. this unpack unpack yeah. this i mean absolutely yeah take take absolutely. the bridle off and let's just really really unpack this one because that i think for most entrepreneurs that are in this success achieve grind and promote I got to promote myself for the Lord. I got to do this because it's, you know, what God's called me to do. It's my calling. And you know what? I've heard a word, so I'm going to go after it. I'm going to take this mountain. It's just, it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on a second. Yes. Like 
unpack this idea of what it really means to be promoted, invited, and the grace put in the sail by him. The wind in the sail is his grace without your own selfish promotion and propulsion. Yes. So there's a lot. So there's a lot to this. So we can talk about yes. this from a couple different Let's uh, do it. Let's do it. Yeah. So let me, uh, so that we're all on the same page, let me put some words behind even the concept of working by the power of his grace so that we're all having the same conversation. Okay. Hmm. So when I talk about grace, I'm talking about this divine enablement, you know, divine from God, right? To be all that you're called to be, to do all that you're called to do and to experience abundantly more than you can do on your own. And then I'm defining the grind as working primarily in your own strength, excessive hard work. And I'm saying that grace is your ability to actually partner with the presence of God, to seek the, seek the heart of the Father concerning what you're doing, to seek the mind of Christ concerning what mm -hmm. you're doing, to seek the strategy, mm -hmm. the leading and the guidance of the Holy Spirit concerning what you're doing. So I want to make sure we're all having the same conversation. All right. So when I made that comment, <laughs> that mic drop moment that you that, that stuck Well, I drove off the road. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, my goodness. The idea around here, this, is that there is a pace of God's grace. And sometimes the pace to that is a slow pace because there's things he's forming in you. There's things that you need to learn. Sometimes his pace is really rapid, but you've also built capacity in that season to operate in, you know, in, in, the, in the way favors moving and opening doors and creating opportunities and all of those things, right? What happens when we do things primarily in our own strength and then add on to that, well, I'm doing this for the glory of God then you put a weight that doesn't belong to you on yourself to go make all the things happen based off of your own wisdom, based off of your own time limitations, based off of, you know, all of those things, which then has you having to do way more, right? Mm -hmm. To then be able to say to God be the glory at the end, but really no one's convinced because you can't see God's fingerprints in it, right? That's right. There's that way. Or there's leaning into doing th all things with God. And like I said, seeking his, seeking the Father's heart, seeking the mind of Christ, seeking the strategy, the leading and the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Because then you will find that rhythm, that unforced rhythm of grace. You find mm -hmm. that pace. You find that like, here's where I'm supposed to be going right now. You're sensitive to the things to do and the things not to do. You're sensitive to God's timing around things. If this is, if this is a moment where like God's opening this door and I'm going to walk through it. Or is this something that's really a distraction? All of those things, if we're not doing it with him and with his lens, yeah. then we try to force our way through doors that we're not supposed to, try to build something fast before it's prepared for that, try to yep. multiply something before it was fruitful, try to do, just try to make all the things happen. Mm -hmm. And then we create for ourselves something that now we have to maintain it. And I believe, Noah, that a lot of issues that, happen and where where the cracks start to happen with you know character with health with relationships mm -hmm. with all these things a lot of those things happen because people are carrying their own burdens and feeling like i'm responsible to do it and and in, and in essence they kind of are because they created for yep. themselves outside of for the themselves. pace and outside of the grace of god something that now they're yeah. feeling like i have to maintain as opposed to laying something down and getting back with the one who knows all the things <laughs> to yeah. find that place and space with him. I'll yep. start there. With, yeah, yeah. No, that's wonderful. The, the idea of invitation, God's promoting and God's invitation. Let's unpack that one a little bit, you know, yeah. on his yeah. part. He's in, yeah, because it, that, that had a, 
when I went back and did assessment and I realized it's one thing for me to be prepared, you know, to have my house in order, to be prepared. Yes. It's almost like you're suited up, you're trained, you're ready to be called into the game. Yes. My version of the grind back in the day was I was playing offense, defense, every play of the game and trying to play yes. every position thinking yes. I'm playing to the glory of God. Right. This season and moving forward in life, he's like, there's no way that I can use you if you're gassed. The best thing that I can do is have you prepared, ready to go in and play plays that are going to be yes. game winning. And specifically on a specific position. Yes. Like, so I've done my part, but he, right, exactly. But he's going to call me in specifically for where he's going to get the highest yield from me as a kingdom leader, right? Yes. I want that. I want, I want our viewers and listeners to understand the greatest moves that will ever come in your life will be in those invitations and promotions from him versus us in our self promotion. Yes prematurely sometimes putting ourselves into places that we never belong. Like you said, our fingerprints are all over it. I call it like the last thing I want to do is contaminate it. I don't want to contaminate the process. Like I want to do what I'm supposed to do to be prepared, but I, I definitely believe we can run ahead of him in our own self-promotion in our overly ambitious spirit of, I want to do a lot for the kingdom and like, and God bless us yes. <laughs> and how patient he is and his kindness and mercy and grace to be so patient with his overzealous kids. You know? Absolutely. So, you know, <laughs> but all, all that, to, and I was the, I was the, uh, I went to a point of, of pain and I, I didn't need to grind that hard, but right. I really want you to kind of unpack that whole idea of invitation, how that's affected your own life how you've seen that in your own life and in your own journey of how he's elevated you and promoted you to things that you could never orchestrate things you could never manipulate or, or architect. You were just ready for the invitation. Can you unpack that a little bit? Yeah, actually I can give a really great example of that. And it's actually connected to the book itself because Mm -hmm. so when I started the work of kingdom driven entrepreneur, again, that was in the end of 2012, in those early years, it was just kind of walking out and figuring out, okay, well, Lord, what is this? What does it yeah. mean to be a kingdom-driven entrepreneur? How are we walking it out? I mean, forget business models and profitability. It was just like, Lord, what is this? And what are you calling us to do? And, and, yes, and what's yes. the next step, right? Yeah. And so from a business, from a pure business perspective, in those first few years, it was just like, well, what, what is this thing? What is this community and movement that started with this book? And what are we doing? And so there was no like, okay, I didn't have a marketing budget to just try to, you know, try to promote a thing that I still wasn't even sure exactly what it was. I didn't, you know, I didn't have all of those things at that time. Now, but I was just doing the thing he called us. It was day by day doing the things that he placed before. And it hmm. was years. I would say, gosh, what year was this? 2000, we had been, it was five years in. Now we were consistently serving people, saw great breakthroughs and all of those things, but still didn't have like some big breakthrough moment. We didn't have the kind of budget to say, we're going to buy, we're going to buy enough here for us to, you know, for us to market and all of those things. So we could only operate with what we had, Noah. Yeah, yeah. So fast forward and, you know, I was been sharing this message around grace over grind. 
I was even preparing to write the book, Grace Over Grind, and I got pregnant. And the Lord said, pause on this book. There's something that's going to happen in your pregnancy that's important for this book. And I'm like, I can't imagine what that would be, but okay. So I put it on pause. Fast forward, have a supernatural childbirth experience, which the Lord uses to teach me a whole lesson around his grace through our labor, and then says, write the book. Now, he said, when you release the message, when you release this book, you will become the poster child for the message in this book. That was, that's what I heard. And I didn't know what that meant. And there was nothing I could do to make it happen. But I released the book. And shortly after releasing the book, Noah, somebody who had read the book reached out to me on Facebook and was like, hey, I was read this book. So fantastic. Thank you so much for writing it. And she asked me, do you, have you ever considered doing a U version? For those who don't know, it's the Bible app. Craig Rochelle, yeah. you know, connected to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, have, you, have you considered creating a Bible reading plan for that book? And I was like, no, actually I had it. And she says, well, you really should do one for this book. And she, and then she, told, she told me the Holy Spirit had told her to reach out to me about this. She's like, I'm going to connect you to the person. I'm going to give you some advice around this thing or whatever. So she does that. I go in the app and I'm like, oh, I could see how you know, it would be helpful for business owners to have, you know, this plan. So I created with no expectations. I was just like, Hey, there's a place for it in this app. I'll just take the step. Noah, I put that thing in there and let me show you what God, this is what God did. I couldn't do this. God did. All right. So I do the plan. Now there's lots of plans, lots of reading plans in the U version. But what Mm. happened was out of the, I think I maybe put three or four plans in there at the time. One of those plans got in the first place. Like you don't even have to scroll. Like as soon as you go to work, it was right there. I couldn't pay to sponsor myself in that spot because oh, that yeah, doesn't yeah, exist. Yeah. I couldn't hack an algorithm or SEO strategy my way to a first <laughs> totally. position. There's literally right. nothing that I could have done to have my little plan amongst all the plans sit there in the first position. Let's be clear. Yep. So all of a sudden with our little piddly $250 we were spending on advertising every month, we were getting 10 times the leads than we were able mm. to get then because yep. this little this little box in this app was in this first position. Then, Noah, an email, version sends an email out to who knows how many people and features another one of my plans. Again, I couldn't pay them to do it. There's nothing I could have <laughs> done to do it. This was just a favor totally. of God, okay? Yep. So all of that happens. And then what happened? Everything in Kingdom Driven Entrepreneur took off. Now I'm being asked to speak at conferences. Now it's, now our mentoring community, uh, double, mm-hmm. double, two and a half times. Our revenue, two and a half times. Then the next year, two and a half times. It was like right. the momentum. It came in the yeah. God moment of his orchestration. I was prepared because I did. Mm-hmm. I was diligent to show up yep. regularly to do the things he was called me to do. But I literally could not have done that myself. Mm-hmm. It is a God story through and through. And yep. that was the catalyst for the fact that we even met in the first place because he, he, now we've had almost a million, a million subscriptions to these Bible reading plans on version. Yeah. Unreal. Unreal. Yeah. Right. Totally. And so all of this happened because God did a thing. I did a thing. I wrote the plans. I did a thing. I submitted the plans. Mm-hmm. I did mm-hmm. a thing. I was consistent in showing up with a message, but he increased it. Yeah. Well, literally that's that, for sure. Literally that's, you know, Proverbs with <laughs> you literally um, can make a plan, but he determines the steps. I'm like, like literally that you part. wrote a literal plan and he determined plan. the steps. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But no, that is, that is so good. Um, yeah. The whole idea of, 
um, him being the master of ceremonies, uh, whether we're, we've you know done events or uh, conferences or you do a launch, I don't care what it is, you have these yeah. ideas and hopes of numbers and increase. But I look at, I, I, I constantly keep trying to tell um, leaders, but bottom line, our job is to go fishing, but we have no idea how the increase is going to come. That's his job. Yes. You know, yes. we can, we can do business. We can get our house in order. We can make sure our boat, our nets, our operations, our systems are, but you know what, at the end of the day, if the business is dedicated to the Lord, that's the he's the one who provides the increase. Um, sure. For some reason, this just got laid on my heart and this, this yeah. still incorporates with grace over grind and the, and the symptoms yeah. of it and the benefits of it and the outcomes. But when you're dealing with entrepreneurs, when you're dealing with, you know, it's one thing to be dealing with an entrepreneur. It's another thing right. to be dealing with an entrepreneur that's a kingdom entrepreneur. Yes. Yes. And that can get a little gray in terms of like murky in terms of understanding how much is happening because of what I've done versus how much is God's favor and his grace. Yeah. Um, I can go a lot further on that, but I want to hear a little bit from you on just how do you clearly distinct to make sure that we're not doing a self-made dues paid lifestyle? <laughs> wait, wait, what did you say? A what? Self-made dues paid lifestyle. <laughs> yes. Right? Yes. Yes. Because if we can easily fall into that is like, it's mine. I made it. I yes. hustled. I just put in the 10,000 hours. I put in the time. I deserve it. And therefore, that's why great things are happening. The harder I work, the luckier I got. That's what the world advertises. But when you're talking to a kingdom-driven entrepreneur, the metrics for success and the metrics for progress are way different when you're dealing in a kingdom currency and a kingdom outcome. So can you unpack that a little bit? Absolutely. So a couple of things. One is that God redefined success for me a long time ago, right in the beginning of Kingdom Driven Entrepreneur and said, success is your faith and your obedience. So don't look at success as the outcomes that other people look at as success. The fruit that manifests yep. from you walking out the faith and obedience with me, you know, that's that's not the success. That's that's some fruitfulness that comes from it that you can see externally. But your success yeah. is actually in that faith and obedience. And that root that grounded me very, very early on where it's like, mm. OK, so if I'm moving from that reality and I'm and, yeah. and I'm having this keep company with you, work with you, then everything that I'm focused in on, if I'm seeking God, if I'm seeking first the kingdom of God, yeah. the king of the kingdom of which I am a citizen then that keeps me grounded and coming from a place of I'm walking this with him. I maintain because of intimacy with God as a foundation in my life, I can maintain that I'm operating with him. And I know the difference between when I start to shift into a different gear. I know the difference because I focused in on growing in my relationship with him and seeking him Mm -hmm. even in the things that seemed mundane around business taking my to-do yeah. list, submitting it before him. Here's, I'm a strategist. I could strategize something. I could do a blueprint for something, strategize something with my eyes closed, yeah. right? But I'm like, yeah. no, 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 yeah. no. I'm going to submit my thoughts to God. Yeah. And I would, I would just start engaging God in questions. I started this early on. Like, these are my thoughts, but what are your thoughts? These are my priorities. This is what I was thinking about. What are your priorities? What do you even want to talk to me about today? Like what's on your heart concerning this business, the people I serve and all of those things. And because I prioritized 
engaging mm-hmm. God concerning business, it kept me rooted in this reality of with God, not for God, not for mm-hmm. God, which would be primarily in my own strength, mission driven for his glory, but no kingdom driven. I'm even going to define that because I think that gives context. If you think about kingdom driven yeah. entrepreneur, the word driven means motivated and it also means propelled forward. So when I define mm. kingdom driven entrepreneur, it's that my entrepreneurial endeavors are motivated by seeing an mm-hmm. increase of the kingdom of God in my life through the impact of, of, of what I'm doing in business and propelled forward by the kingdom, seeking first the kingdom of yeah. God and his righteousness, knowing all things will be added. So if that's yeah. my reality and that's what I'm rooting myself in and I'm focusing on the with God factor, engaging yep. God, even in the mundane, and I'm not saying I can't be creative and all those things. We can get to that too. But I'm just saying, if I'm postured in that way, then I can walk in this, this act of awareness from rest, working from rest and active awareness of his presence with me. And then not mm-hmm. get into a mode of, I got to go make this thing happen. I got to go get my mm-hmm. 10,000 hours. And this thing is going to be done primarily in my own strength. And then say mm-hmm. to God be the glory. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Um, right. Talk to me a little bit about this idea that um, when it comes, you know, a lot of our community is creative entrepreneurs yes. that are kingdom minded. The stewardship component of creativity. Um, how is that applied to your own life? as it relates to your spiritual disciplines, meaning your creative process, writing books, yes. being disciplined yes. to steward. Steward isn't really as much for me management as it is about leadership of what I've mm-hmm. been entrusted with. Sure. Shay Bynes has been entrusted being a mother, being a wife, being a um, business owner, mm-hmm. being, and then you go into like actual craft. She's a writer. Yes. She's yeah. a speaker. Yeah. So, Talk to us a little bit how you don't grind in putting self-imposed, whether it be disciplines, self-imposed deadlines, or self-imposed ideals. How do you keep yourself from falling into that rut of thinking of, it should be like this by now. I should be here by now. It should be growing this by now. And it's stifling your creativity and process. So let's just talk a little bit about your spiritual disciplines. Maybe if you want to talk about your routines. I think that'd be sure, massively sure. beneficial for, for those that are watching and listening. Yeah. So I'm going to actually frame this in the context of one of the things in which I create, which is books, right? As a writer. Mm-hmm. Okay. So my, pers- my perspective as a writer is that I want to do, I want to write with, I say my Holy Ghost writer, right? I want to write with God. Okay. And so yeah. if I'm writing with God, then that meant that for me, and I got, this got easier with each book that I wrote, like what I'm, what I'm about mm-hmm. to say was, I was like, I can't force this. So in writing circles, they'd say, get up and write. You just got to be in the practice of writing. So get up and write, you know, write 500 words a day, write a thousand hours, yeah. a thousand words right. a day. And if you do that, eventually you'll get where I'm like, no, 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 no. What I'm going to do is I'm going to say, Lord, I'm going to, I'm going to be diligent. I'm going to wake up in the morning and my, I found my sweet spot of time in the morning. Mm-hmm. And I'm mm-hmm. going to sit with you and I'm going to begin write this book, but I'm not caring about how many words I wrote. I don't care if I got up on Monday and then on Tuesday, I just couldn't seem to just like get up. And I was like, I actually need to get more rest yep. today. I'm not worried about that. Right. I'm going to get yep. up in the days and those mornings that I can get up at that sweet spot of time. And I'm going to go sit with you and I'm going to go write with you and wherever it flows, it flows. I don't have to do it in a particular order. I, whatever flows is what flows. I'm not going to self-edit while I do it. I'm just going to walk mm-hmm. this thing out with you. 
I'm not going to say I have, because I'm telling you in writing circles, it's like, just the discipline of get this many words out every day and you'll yeah. be a great writer. I'm like, actually writing with my Holy Ghost writer made me a way better writer than just writing words. Yeah. Yep. So what will actually happen for me, because of the t- types of books that I write, what ends up happening is sometimes when I'm sitting and writing, I'm spending as much time or more in the scripture dialoguing with God and studying things than I am of actually doing the typing of the particular writing. Because as yep. I'm writing, God's still talking to me about stuff. So the Spirit mm. still wants to lead and guide me through the writing process. So I can't even be so focused mm. on the goal in this session when I sat down this morning was to do this. If God wants to just completely have me do a whole Bible study instead of writing, I'm going to go do that. Why? Because yeah. I am writing with God. And by the way, my book's going to be way better because of the time that I surrendered to not be writing, but to actually just yeah. be writing, you know, by walking this thing out with God. Mm-hmm. which might mean totally. studying today yeah. or just sitting in yeah. his presence and, and just writing the things that he's got from you or journaling it out or, you know, whatever, but not writing right. the book, you know? Right. So that's something yep. that I've done really as a writer that's helped me a lot is just forget all the standard, this is what it takes mm-hmm. to write the book and just be willing mm-hmm. to write it with God. No, it's, 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 it's great. Uh, I relate a lot to that where when I would come in to write and or paint or work on, you know, creativity is inviting yes. the ultimate muse, which is the Holy spirit. I mean, yes. if you can get, if you want the best ideas of all, you're talking to the best entrepreneurial of all, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and, That's um, it. he's, he's the, that source is unbelievable. Let's, let's switch to talking about this whole idea of once you're in the process of right. really kind of mining the, the vein of, of grace we live in a very noisy, um, distracted, manipulative digital world. Yeah, and it's very hur- and it's very hurried. And be- you know, they'll say, "Oh, because of technology, we can speed up everything, or we can exponentially be quicker and do more with less time." Right. Well, one of the things that I wanted to talk about is pace. You 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 said specifically in that verse the unforced rhythms of grace. Yes. Of grace, right? Yes. Unforced. Um, the Lord was never in a hurry. He was right. never in haste. Like, you know, we can run down the road and then we can come back and he's still at his same pace. We can go down the side road and come back and he's still at his same pace. Like right. he's going to get right. there when he wants to get there and on his yeah. timeline. Now, if we yes. want to feel better and run ahead, he's like, knock yourself out, but I'm getting there when I'm yes. getting there. Um, so talk to me a little bit about when you hit that sweet spot and we can even talk about living and operating in grace and on the unforced rhythms of it can somewhat be like flow. It's like that yes. whole idea of when like, it is just clicking, man. It's like, you almost feel it's wrong because you're like, this is too easy. My, 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 my yoke is easy. Right. Yeah. Yes. My yoke is easy. My burden is light, but yes. speak to pace a little bit. And what that means yeah. to operate and live from the unforced rhythms of grace. Because we've talked about the grind and what that looks like. Yes. But people, it's, that's, that's like trying to describe like, hey, can you tell me? I mean, you were, you know, like, let's say you're talking to an individual. You're overweight. You're out of shape. Can you tell me what healthy feels like? Nobody can give you an answer, <laughs> right? What does, what does grace and operating in and from it actually look yes. like? What are the symptoms yes. of grace? 
Yes. So I actually do it and I actually commit a chapter to each one of these because they're so, they're just all so rich. There's Mm. peace, the peace of God, that transcendent peace of God, which by the way, is not connected to your circumstance. Because just because you have grace over grind living doesn't mean you don't have challenges. You do have challenges. Doesn't mean that there's never something that happens that makes you feel like you're in the midst of massive chaos. Doesn't mean that that doesn't mean that because life, as a friend of mine says, life be life in sometimes, right? And so, but the reality of grace in that is the transcendent peace, that transcendent peace of God, that despite what's going on, there's still a peace mm. in your heart, a, a peace in your mind, a peace in your soul, an ability to still receive and navigate and receive his strategy to walk through the valley of the shadow of death, yeah. right? And yeah, so yeah. transcendent yep. peace is one of those things. Abundant rest. And I don't just mean physical rest, although that's awesome too. But earlier I talked about how rest, that active awareness of his presence. There's this abundant rest, knowing that he is with you, the Prince of Peace with you at all times. There's just an element of rest. You don't have to work for it. You get to work from that posture of rest, right? You've got sustainable rhythms, which goes back to what you're talking about. By the way, Mm -hmm. sustainable rhythms is what we have. In his grace. Yeah. And so, like I mm. shared earlier, how sometimes even with this pace of grace, sometimes there's a mm. season where it feels so slow, slower than you'd mm. want it to feel. But yet that's mm. what God's doing and working in and through you at that time. And then there's seasons that you're like, oh my gosh, my it's like things are moving so rapidly. It doesn't matter what the pace is. If it's God's pace for you in that season, then there's capacity, mm-hmm. there's grace with him to go at that pace. And I've experienced both. I've experienced the seasons where it's like, wow, this feels like a, you know, a turtle, a turtle or a snail pace, which is also, by the way, was a beautiful pace too. Cause the things that he did inside my heart in those seasons, yeah. I, I, and the things yeah. I learned about myself and about him in those seasons are irreplaceable. Yeah. And they postured me for the seasons when it's like, Whoa, things are moving. I'm in a yeah, season right exactly. now. Things are moving. Right. There's, yep. a, there's an element of a harvest season that's requiring a different pace, but it's still with him, in him. It's yep. not in my own strength. I still take plenty of naps. I still sit in my chair right here in the corner of my office. I still don't overbook my time, right? right. I still have yep. these same life rhythms, even when the pace of how things are moving is mm. different and requires a different focus or attention yep. or energy level to bring yeah, to yeah. it. Right. Let's 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 unpack that. Let's unpack that yeah. part a little bit about it of your disciplines to keep grace, to stay in that pocket in that sweet spot. That is by design. That is not by default. Oh, I absolutely think we as, we as humans, because of our just the way we're wired and our sin natures, we default to automatically falling into the grind. Um, yes. We like to complain Anxious more. Toil. We like to, totally anxious toil. And in the entrepreneur world, here's the, here's the gnarly blind spot is this idea that unless it's hard and arduous, it doesn't have value and it doesn't mean a lot. And the world flipped upside down for me in the kingdom economy of saying, actually, the best thing for me to do is work the least amount, doing the best work, doing what I love to do. And increasing God's kingdom at the same time. That is possible. And it that is, is that is, but, but you have to discipline and set boundaries and structures, especially with time 
to keep yourself in a position where you're protecting that flow of grace versus by default falling into the grind, your own ambition. I'm afraid I'm going to lose what I've got. Like now you're in just this, you got ceiling complexities. You're, you're in that hustle. So what share some practical applications of what you're using on the daily that are your non-negotiable. And I'm saying these are your non-negotiables because when it comes to creative strategies to live on purpose, these are the strategies that are by design right. going to put you in a position where you're going to get the highest yield possible for fruitfulness, not just busyness, not just productivity, but actual, I'm living in and from that grace, but the outcomes are eternal and they're fruitful and it's fruit that will, that will last. And so what are your self-imposed non-negotiables yeah. that you do to keep the grace that you, that you achieve and to grow it? Yeah. One of those things for me, and this is around time. So, and I alluded to this earlier, how I don't, I don't do back to back to back to back to back to back to all day. I very intentionally by design create spaces in my Mm. day. Why? Because I need a moment to breathe. I need a moment. Like sometimes it's just to breathe. Sometimes it's to seek God around something that I'm about to walk into or to get, or just to reflect with him and ponder on what just happened in this last call or in that last working session when I was really Mm -hmm, intensely focused mm -hmm. on something, whatever it is. So Mm -hmm. I intentionally create spaces in my schedule. I also focus in, and I'm, I'm also really good with boundaries. Like I'm really, really, really good with boundaries. I set them and I stick to them. Okay. So in other words, I don't consider it an opportunity lost. I'm not going to go chase after the opportunity that breaks the boundaries of which have been set. Right. Yeah. Now, the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit's like, hey, this is me all over this thing. Go for it. I'm going for it. But my, def- my, sure. my default posture is to protect the boundary that's been set mm-hmm. to protect this lifestyle in which I desire to live, right? Mm-hmm. That's one of my yeah. non-negotiables. So I just don't even schedule myself to, to create that anxiety for myself, right? Mm-hmm. So, there's some, yep. so some of this stuff is about scheduling, right? Another yeah. one of the things that I do as a regular discipline, I had to do this the other day, is what I call the light truth exchange. And so whenever I'm in a place of anxiety, and I know when I am, because, I, because peace resides on the inside of me, I've spent enough time with the Lord to know what peace is like and what it's not. <laughs> so I know when peace <laughs> has escaped. So therefore, I'm yeah. dealing with some level of anxiety. And what I do is what mm. I call the light truth exchange. As soon as I recognize it, I'm like, okay, Lord, what's the lie that I'm believing? Because this is like, yeah. this, is a, this is a sign of, my friend said, my friend Andy says, anxiety is a sign of an inferior kingdom, right? I was like, so Lord, mm-hmm. if I'm experiencing anxiety in any way, and you say be anxious about nothing, what is it that's going on that has me anxious? And what's the truth that I need totally. to know or remind mm-hmm. myself of so that I can continue to walk forward in you? So that yep, is a regular good. discipline. I teach that to mentees all the time. And, and the thing is, mm-hmm. I used to have to do that several times a day. Like several times a day, bro. Like years ago, I was doing that like four, five, six times a day, right? Because I've got, yeah. you know, that high energy trying to do, you know, do the things, right? When I was just growing in it. And it became oh, something sure. that I had to do less frequently. And there was a longer time, gaps of time when I have to do it. But I still do it. And I've been living this life like this 10, year, 10 years. And mm, I still do mm. it to this day. And we'll probably yeah. do it for the rest of my life because I'm not perfect. Yep. Well, those are two, I love the, those are the whole, two non-negotiables for me. No, that's, that's, that's really, really good. And 
what I've what I've found is the older you get and the more you self-impose these disciplines on these non-negotiables, the quality of your work and your output goes way up. It's not it's like you're getting in an hour what you would normally do in three to eight hours. Mm-hmm. Like the quality, like I love how you said this, like, dude, you just did a big brain dump. Maybe you did a podcast like you're doing now or whatever. And you're like, there was such high octane goodness that you need a little bit just to like gather in between. You just came off yes. of something intense. Yes. And so I love this whole idea of like, we can, we can spend our life trying to set off little firecrackers and a lot of them, or we can light off nuclear bombs that right? are going to leave like a lasting <laughs> gnarly impression. Right. Yeah, and so yeah. I, I see that in you just like, even since we've known each other, just like, Hey, boundaries, um, by design to put me in a position to get in tune, to get in tune, to have insane, you know, our input determines our output. Yes. And that output is going to be extraordinarily bigger and better quality work mm-hmm. because of the boundaries I've put upon myself where I'm not just like dosing out my minutes like Tic Tacs, right? To anybody yes. and everybody yes. who will take them. But right. then you're having urgent, some breathing. Urgent emergencies out of things that aren't urgent emergencies. Totally. Totally. Yeah. And so I just, I just so appreciate that because you're a, pra- you're a practitioner of what it is you're, you're teaching and, and you're preaching. Um, you're using it on yourself. But I also love the fact that you're, you've got these, um, these assessments, you know, your, your, what'd you call it again? Your lie and truth ex- exchange, or what'd you call it? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. But it's a, it's a wonderful one to, to use on yourself to like call your own bluff when you see it, because you're, um, I thought you you said here that was so, so good. It's like your feelings are somewhat like a dashboard. Um, and you know, like if you're flying a plane and you're like, you know, let's say it's, it's, it's foggy and your instruments only. And the word, we trust the word, regardless of how we feel and that, Hey, these instruments of the God's word tell me on my dashboard, this is the truth. And whether I feel like it or not, like allowing my feelings to govern me, like they don't make great mentors at all, <laughs> but Not they do, all, they, but they do, um, like Paul, you know, as he wrestled with his stuff, they do make wonderful signals of things to consider. Um, yes. for so many years, anxiety or certain things popped up in terms of feeling was, uh, similar to a, um, I would think that I would need to get it out of my life and that something is wrong. And then I started realizing, it was like, wow, I can embrace this process of understanding God's using that in a really interesting way to point me towards something. Like he'll turn the heat up in an area to get me to move over here. Yeah. And you, did, you, you were describing, um, you know, this idea of feelings and of faith. And when you were talking about this whole idea of walking through a storm with peace, even though you might not be feeling it, you know, you have it as yes. a child of God and believing it yes. and trusting and knowing that yes. reminded me of just Jesus taking a nap with his entrepreneurs in a boat. When yes. there is a storm, like, can we live a life that we can, even though in the midst of a storm, have the ability to mentally disconnect to say, I'm good. I'm taking a nap and trust yes. in the fact that my heavenly father's got this. And I just love that you, you have the self-awareness to understand how you navigate those moments of intense work, intense boundaries, respect of your time, respect of your craft, your Holy Spirit work, being in tune with it. Um, It's really hard to hear his 
screaming whisper if we don't get quiet enough to hear it, right? You know, that's it. Um, you have to. So I, I, res I respect. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I really respect your process. Um, for the sake of time, let's let's switch really quick and talk about this whole idea of the Grace Over Grind collection that we have collaborated on, because you guys, um, yeah. So for those of you that are watching and listening, we've got a special announcement because we came together, uh, Shay and I did, on this whole beautiful topic of Grace Over Grind and her book, and we just thought, how could we help? Kingdom-driven entrepreneurs have this understanding that, one, they're not alone, <laughs> two, that we get them, and three, how can we best support them throughout the day? And the whole idea is like, what would it be like if we collaborated, me taking some of my art, my creativity, based on Shay's beautiful writing and taking these principles and putting them together in visual narrative and, and some great um, pieces that you can have in your home, uh, a poster, some art. Um, some apparel, some clothing, a tumbler to drink from, a journal to write in. So we created this wonderful Grace Over Grind collection. And um, we're going we're gonna to be unpacking over these two episodes. And we wanted to talk to you about them and let you know about them, but we wanted to announce it. But we're so excited about this because when, when this came out, um, I was so inspired. And I immediately heard when I was listening to the book, I actually saw Shay's comparison of what it means to have the symptoms of grinding and then what are the symptoms and the understanding of what grace looks like. And then I thought, man, I would love to have that on my wall. as just like a daily prompting and kind of like a reference chart. Um, you know, you walk into the doctor and you're like, Oh, he's got a chart of the body. And there's like, this is how this works. And that's how this works. But yes. you know what? So often in the way that we think, like we we're talking about the ruts and the, and the trenches of truth, what if I was to have a prompting there that I could align myself with, that I could yes. look at and immediately snap my back myself back into this, this alignment of operating from grace. So I just want to tell you guys, we're so excited. It's on noahfineart.com. You'll see the Grace Over Grind collection that's in there. I'm going to let Shay talk a little bit about it and why, why she was excited about it. But we've got a bunch of stuff for you in the show notes. You can look at it down below. There's links down below in there. I'm going to, um, as I wrap up the show today, I'm going to be talking about ways that you connect with Shay. You can learn more about Shay, her resources, everything that she's got to offer. Um, she's dynamite, you guys. I'm telling you right now, do not hang out with Shay if you want to get more comfortable. I'm just telling you right now, she is not the person to hang out with if you just want to get, if you just want to get things as smooth. Graceful one, though. She is. Yeah, yeah. So she is a beautiful, beautiful disruption of love and, and and a possibility of what's to come in your in your assignment and with it, with what you're doing with your business, what you're doing with life. Um, you couldn't ask for better leadership, and um, she lives by example, and I can tell you that. But Shay, I want you to talk about the collection. Just give us your thoughts. What excites you about it? Um, but man, this is so much fun. I'm so grateful that we get to collaborate on this together. Oh my gosh, it's like dream come true. So you know. When I first released the book, I went and got, you know, I got some shirts for myself, you know, some Grace Over Grind shirts. And people would always ask me like, ooh, you know, can I have that? Or what does that mean? And all of those things. Yeah. Now, our core business in Kingdom Driven LLC is not merch, okay? And in yeah, fact, yeah. you already heard my story. We had all these other things going on. Like the last thing we were going to do is focus on merch, right? 
And You're so right, it right, was right. Always, it was, but it was a dream of mine, you know? And the one yeah. time we actually stepped out and I was like, okay, people are asking for this stuff. I just started with a really small, basic thing. And it really became a problem and it became a distraction because it wasn't part of our core focus. Again, be fruitful, yeah. then multiply. We were not prepared to multiply in that way. <laughs> That's okay? right. That's right. And so yep. it's a dream come true that, you know, when you brought this up, I think this was over a year ago when we first had this conversation yep. and mm -hmm. I was so mm -hmm. pumped up about it. Cause first of all, I think you are a brilliant artist. So it's an honor oh, to, to be able to collaborate you. with you and have the goodness of mm -hmm. your gift all over this message. Yep. Um, I love that. And I know it's an answer, two things. It's an answer for a lot of people who've already been loving this message, you know, working yes. through living this message and all of those things that have those reminders. And evangelistically, yeah. this is going to get a lot of attention of new people who are just like, oh, mm -hmm. I like that message. What exactly does that mean? And, and it gives an opportunity yeah. for people to introduce like a new way of being and doing. Yes. And so I'm excited totally. about it from all of those perspectives. Yep. Me too. I, I just could not be more excited. You guys, we got, um, we got great posters that you can hang on your posters wall, these charts, so you can get frame posters, you can get um, canvases, you can get hoodies, sweatshirts. We got multiple different versions of the logo from the original book, a hand lettered one that I had done. Um, so we got like three or four collections in there. You guys can check yes. out and just have a lot of fun with it. But it's also, you guys, I can't tell you, like, just consider this as you, as you, here, let's wrap up this, this episode is when you get a taste of what this is like, very few, very few leaders elevate into this level of maturity of exercising in and from grace and really, truly what that means and partnering with God in that way. And if you would imagine going from mother's milk to growing up into the adolescent stage of business. And man, things are, I'm actually going from being a hobbyist to like this professional. And now I'm actually getting paid to do what I love. And then I'm, then I'm actually going to commit my business to, to underwriting those things, which are eternal. Like let's graduate even more up into maturity. Like it gets gnarly and it gets intense and it gets lonely as a leader, especially a leader that are going to that level. Yes. Yeah. And so community is important. So we're glad that you're here, but here's the thing that I want to tell you about this, this collection. What a beautiful, wonderful way to be able to wear something or have a hit on your sweatshirt or have something on your mug or whatever, or a poster on your wall, that chart even, and a great conversation starter. Cause people are going to, people all day will see, like if you're on a walking trail and they'll be like, yeah, dude, for sure. Grace over grind. And you're like, yeah, but do you really know what that means? Like yes. what a great way for you to be able to herald the message and the spirit of really what the Lord has been able to do through Shay, through you, as you read this, as you, as you learn about it. But as you start to benefit from this whole way of living, literally it will change the trajectory of your outcomes in your business. Yes. It'll change the trajectory of the outcomes in your family, um, you'll find yourself and you'll catch yourself living in and from the grind often. But if you don't know what's possible and why you can snap out of it, you'll kind of just remain in those, in that constant loop and that rut. My hope and prayer with this episode, and we're going to do a part two. So, you know, you can check out part two of it, but our hope and prayer for Shay and I both is that you'll be able to listen to this that hopefully you are a little disrupted. Hopefully you are feeling a little stretched. That there could be some some small tweaks and some small changes that you can make, self-imposed. That you sit with your heavenly Father, partnering with Him, saying, "You know what? I do want more, and I know that I'm made for more." 
But in order for me to go to that next level and to that next height of working in that unforced rhythm of grace, it's going to require me readjusting some things in my life. And that's the way we think. So Shay did such a beautiful job of helping my thought process get disrupted, but it was for change of where I know God was taking me and becoming who he wants me to be. And um, that's going to require a little, I call it an extreme home makeover on my mindset. But grace over, <laughs> great, grace over grind is one of those mindset shifts, but it pays eternal dividends that are so huge. And you're in great company. Um, Shay, as we close things out today, any closing thoughts for those that are watching, that are listening, and um, any encouragement you'd like to give? Yeah, um, I want to share uh, two things. One is this whole idea of working and living by the power of God's grace instead of your own grind. On one hand, it is an invitation. This is the invitation that you have from God to take to take the burden mm. off of you and allow the burden to mm. be with the one who says, I'm the carrier of the burden, right? It's an amen, invitation. Amen. But I, I also believe that if you, listen, if we're supposed to be living in Christ, this is also the way you are called to live. I remember mm. when I first encountered this, it was such an invitation. I was like, oh, this is exciting. But it almost felt like an optional invitation. Just like, but it was like, as I began walking it out, I'm like, this is what I'm called to. If I'm, if I'm living, if, if, if I'm supposed to be a living testimony of the goodness of God that he is mm. revealed through mm -hmm. my life, then the actual mm. only way to do that is to do it with him because you will see evidence of yep. his goodness that can't yep. be explained by totally. all of you. <laughs> it can only be explained <laughs> yep. by the one who did that heavy lifting as you were diligent yep. to partner with him. And so I want to mm. leave you with that. And so those who read this book, and I pray that everyone who's listening goes and grabs a copy, listen to it on audio, get the Kindle, get the whatever. Yep. But when you do, don't just read it. There's questions in there that say, ask Holy mm. Spirit this. I'm telling you, yep. people send me notes. The person who connected the two of us, Brent, his mm -hmm. notes, he showed me his notes from the book were as long as the book itself, practically. <laughs> totally. Why? Because yep. God brings it right down your lane for you. So That's right. I just want to encourage you to don't just get it, get it, read it, and then apply it. Ask Holy Spirit those questions yep. and then begin to walk it out. Yep. Well, we're looking forward to part two of this and uh, we're going to go a little bit deeper on it. But uh, thank you everybody for joining us. I'm going to put down in the show notes uh, links to how you can get onboarded with Shay, uh, ways that you can get the book. Um, uh, where's the where's your preferred spot, Shay, that they get the book? Um, can they get it? What, what, give us some thoughts there. If you go to graceovergrind.com, it'll link, it'll link you to everywhere, everywhere you need. Perfect. Perfect, you guys. Well, Shay, thanks so much for being on. I'm looking forward to uh, part two and uh, yes. we're having a great time. Thanks for watching, everybody. Leave a comment down below if you would. Uh, make sure you hit the subscribe button uh, so that you make sure that you don't miss one of these episodes, but leave a comment down below and rate us if you wouldn't mind. That would mean the world to us and help and get the word out. Thanks so much for your guys' support and thanks for doing life with us. We're in your corner. Have an incredible day.